If you don't understand what's going on, you're liable to get crazy at this point. This episode marks where you could now listen to one episode per day of our show for the longest of months and have oh, enough content true. for the whole month. Fun Whoa. Facts. You could binge. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> our voices every single day for an entire month, unless a groundhog shows his face. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do we get, do we get going? Yeah, let's get going. Actually, I have one question before we get going. Question me. So 31 episodes in, how much of the information that you've learned over these 31 episodes have you retained in your brain? <laughs> retained? That's a great, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, unprompted, I'd probably say not much. But if if someone were to like tell me one of the facts or like multiple choice question me, I think I could probably, I think I could probably answer a multiple choice question. Yeah, I, I think multiple choice, I, I could probably do pretty well. But then also while we're doing research for these episodes, I'm constantly asking, do we already talk about this topic or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. The weird deja vu you get with like each of these subjects. That, that should be a special episode at some point is somebody just comes on and quizzes us about the information <laughs> oh, that we, we give. <laughs> that's good Some sort of live game show factor or format is Regis dead did Regis die this year uh Alex Trebek died okay okay Regis Philbin oh no wait he dead also he's dead what also the? dead what a year bad year for game show hosts whoa damn it I was gonna ask him on as a guest he would have made a great <laughs> host but uh I guess we have to find someone else. Drew Perry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very 31st episode of Rethink Everything. I'm Tyler Giannisini, and I'm here today with Kent Yoshimura. Man, what? Uh, I'm just going to reiterate the fact that it is a really bad year for game show celebrities. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, there's probably more. There's probably more. We don't even. It's Pat Sajak. When did they get Pat Sajak? Oh, Darth Vader, the guy who played Darth Vader. Not, yes, not a he game passed show away host. too. Apparently he was a major asshole. Rest in peace. But <laughs> does not excuse him from being a major asshole. Like he got banned from Comic-Con or whatever. I was just like reading this. Because he oh, gave dear. the spoilers away for A New oh. Hope. <laughs> Before the movie even came out in front of everyone. And, <laughs> and George Lucas was like, dude. It was a long time ago though. It was a long time no ago. No forgiveness for, man. The guy had to live in exile from the nerd community for so long. And he took it to his grave. <laughs> All right. Well, we are here to rethink some of the things we learned during the 49th week of 2020. The week we got vaccinated. Woo! Well, almost vaccinated. Yeah, right. we didn't quite get vaccinated. <laughs> I think some people are getting vaccinated. What England is supposed to be going ahead? Uh, for more context, if you're confused what we're talking about, uh, multiple vaccines have been announced um, with pretty high success rates, it seems. Um, higher than normal, fresh out the gates uh, success rates. So uh, we are gearing up for getting getting shot in the arm next year. Yeah. yeah. If you believe in that sort of thing. Shoot him up. 96%, right? 
Yeah, I, was yeah, I think that was also the reading on Reddit slash r slash coronavirus, which is my main source of news for coronavirus, which it shouldn't be, but it is that uh, people with obesity are going to be priority oh. more so than a regular well, person. Yeah, that makes sense. Which kind of makes sense. But <sighs> I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that shot first. <laughs> this this gut it's, it will only be good for one thing. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna start drinking a shitload of beer every day. <laughs> uh, fun fact: it doesn't have to be beer. What? <laughs> <laughs> what else can it be? Uh, mixed beverages don't 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 help apparently either. Oh, what? Really? Wait, mixed yeah. beverages with a lot of sugar? Uh, no, I think just mixed beverages generally. Like old um, fashions, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, every every shot of liquor is like a hundred and some hundred and forty calories or something like that. What? So it adds up really, really quick. Even if you're just doing like vodka and water. So a night of like seven to ten shots is right. Basically, yeah. eating a chipotle it's, it's burrito. Way more than you think it would be. Huh. Or at least as far as I can tell, because I, I, I cut out beer in hopes that, you know, <laughs> I could still I could still enjoy nightcaps without paying the price. But um, the belly remains. The yes, belly it's remains. anecdotal. Although this year, <laughs> this year has sucked for being able to get outside and do things. So I will say, yeah, uh, a nice mug slash pint of draft beer oh. at a bar. <laughs> Nothing beats that. No, 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 no. I miss going to my stepdad's brewery. Oh, tasting room, man, chilling. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I got a chance to try one of his beers when I stopped by. No, I met them. I met him. No, yeah, he wasn't met, open on the days that we were there. Yeah. Damn. One day. One day. One of these when days. When we when we open back up. When I'm obese. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is on the path. On the path. Oh, okay. Yeah, very strong IPAs. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Yeah, other other fun things that happened uh, over the past a week or so: uh, bitcoins exploding in value, stock markets going up, um, and rats seem to be fleeing the sinking ship that is the Trump administration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although, uh, God, I think it's yeah, Dan. They're Rather just leaking out. That You're Dan being Rather. gassed out. <laughs> yeah, leaking and <laughs> gassing and all sorts of disgusting things. Uh, Dan Rather had a great tweet that was something along the lines of, I think it's really unfair to be comparing these uh, these people to rats fleeing a sinking ship. Rats very f- uh, infrequently have such a uh, such an important position in causing the sink or sh- the ship to sink. Oh, oh true. <laughs> true. Dan Rather with the sick burns. Do you, did you also hear uh, the, the rat... Rat JD himself has coronavirus. What? Who? <laughs> Rudy Giuliani has coronavirus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Like, who would have thunk? Like the man who's leaking and gassing and rubbing his face with a, a snotty tissue and. Yeah, that's actually why you would think he wouldn't get it because there's so much pressure from within pushing things outward. no room for disease to come in right you can't write this shit like it's ridiculous no (laughs) there's a great joke where he's like uh yeah he's he's gonna be hospitalized at the cedar sinai uh landscaping center (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's perfect. <laughs> all, the, all the great jokes about the locations that Giuliani goes. <laughs> In other news that I read that I think is worth mentioning, 12-year-old Queen's boy and his seven-year-old cousin steals the family car, a Range Rover, and safely goes on a joyride all the way to Delaware. Nice. You know, I was going to say, it doesn't sound that odd until you know it's from Queens because, like, I grew up, I probably started driving, like, I was probably capable of driving the car, like, by 10, I think, Uh, just because we lived in the middle of nowhere and you could, like, it was pretty easy to find places to practice. But like mm. in New York city has that, that's a, that, <laughs> yeah. where do you get the practice from? This kid just was a prodigy. Yeah. He's amazing. Like if you're driving in New York though, you're probably already yeah. somewhat of a prodigy. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. As he was driving, he was honking the entire way at every single freaking person that he passed. <laughs> no, is that true? Or is that- no, it's not true. <laughs> it's a totally believable. It is totally believable. If <laughs> Oh, man. Just this asshole 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> a lot happening. You know, uh, sort of leaping off of this uh, vaccine topic for the week. Um, should we, should we, do we have any experts we can summon, uh, maybe, you know, someone, uh, who knows tons and tons about immunology and plagues? Oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> sort of. She is a doctor, I guess. She's at a medical school right now and I am quarantining with her at the moment. It's my sister. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't be more of an expert than living through these trying times. Exactly. And she gets all <laughs> her information from my recall abilities. So <laughs> she's going to make a fine doctor. Um, yeah, let me, uh, I can either yell inside my parents' house to call her, or I could just shoot her a little message. And uh, Boy, people are going to want to hear that yell. Used. You teased them. I know. Damn it. <laughs> if she doesn't join in a minute or two, I definitely will have to... As- such a good podcast voice (laughs) (laughs) you know you are the 31st person to say that (laughs) welcome to episode 31 (laughs) me 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 (laughs) well thank you kindly um (laughs) how how is your how is uh being on co-lockdown with the family oh it's great i'm such a homebody like i love being at home and Meeting with no one. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this sarcasm or is it is that actual? Because I definitely at the beginning of this whole thing was like, oh man, this is great. I don't have to go. I don't have to go if I'm invited anywhere. I can totally decline with a reasonable excuse. And now we're getting to the point of like, sure wouldn't mind going somewhere. Sure yeah, wouldn't mind going no, somewhere. for sure. I think you know, being up at. Um, you know, at UCSF, I kind of had like a lot of fun with all my classmates the first year. So I kind of got it out of my system and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm good. Like not seeing you guys anymore. But no, I like still see them all the time on Zoom, but you I also can't home helps. You also lived in like a dormitory setting with only two bathrooms. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I, I lived with like seven other girls. <laughs> yeah. Dorms are no fun. 
well, that style of dorm where you shared bathroom is, is not the best. Yeah, and girls are disgusting. <laughs> like every was- friend that came over, they're just like, oh, your house smells. <laughs> Wait, what do girls smell like? <laughs> Honestly, I just had some really they just didn't really do chores. Like the sink was always clogged up, like the hair in the bathtub, like this one girl, she like dyed her hair purple and the bathtub was just purple for the rest mm. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> See a perfect expert for quarantine and the topic today. <laughs> yeah, but now it's good to be home. Like Kent just bought me a bike trainer for my birthday. So that's going to oh, nice. help a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've only ridden it twice, but what a good brother! <laughs> yeah, more, more. Make sure to stack up those those Kent compliments. We're we're doing some good PR. More importantly, <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> I'm a Hilo helps, right, Kent? Oh yeah, Hilo's the name of our puppy, by the way. Hilo definitely helps, although he doesn't freaking sleep. <laughs> Sleep. It's crazy. It's he's just crying all night. Except all actually, he's sleeping. I just looked over and he's just he's, like knocked out. He sleeps during the day, and so we try to wake his ass up. <laughs> We're just like, okay, go run around. But then yeah. at night, he just he just wakes up multiple times. And well, it's crazy. Yeah. It's Australian Shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. See, classic mistake. Not Australia is not the same time zone, so oh. he probably is sleeping at night. It's just not our nighttime. We it's didn't so didn't obvious. Think about that. <laughs> Your vet never said anything, Kent. In those 30 minutes, she talked to you. <laughs> she talks so much. She talks so much. Oh, damn it. You're right. Um, things are upside down over there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just get out the little Australian clock now. All right. Well, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if you, how much how much uh, spoiler alert you've gotten, but uh, we're talking about vaccines today, um, based on the fact that we've now got great news that vaccines are coming uh, for next year, and uh, yeah, we're gonna run through some through some, uh, some fun facts about it. Yeah, weigh yeah. in as a total expert. Yeah, I told I told Tyler that you are. Uh... You're like the Dr. Fauci of the house. What the heck? I don't know anything. <laughs> you're, the medi- you're the medical professional, Sally. You're the one that's at UCSF studying. I don't even know how I got in, okay? <laughs> the human body. So, uh, I, uh, you know, if there's anyone, anyone to trust about anything medical related, it's you. Oh, geez. Uh, it's oh, certainly man. not one of us. It's definitely not one of us. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just discussing before the podcast that all of the facts that we've learned throughout doing this are probably already not <laughs> taking place, not taking up space in our memories anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I we can do- tell you that with school. I feel like I, I just like learn stuff in school, and it's just I don't know any of it after like the next semester. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, sounds about right. That that that's that's what I remember of school. Yeah. Like, what was the yeah. point of all that? I guess I did get exposed to some cool new ideas, but man, <laughs> when yeah. you go out, what I remember world, is not remembering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, 
So Sally, we uh, mm-hmm. although we are talking about vaccines, uh, we're actually talking about somewhat of the opposite uh, today also. So it might even be more fitting if you are claiming that you're not as versed in the vaccine world, because maybe you could be more versed in the anti-vaxxing world. Mm, the mm-hmm. anti-vaxxers. Yes. <laughs> Do you know any? Um, hmm. List them all, first and last name, and rough a rough <laughs> approximation of where they live. Just for the... <laughs> just for Stay the... Away from that. <laughs> Not at the top of my head, because, I mean, my classmates were surrounded... I mean, we're required, like, it's mandatory that we get like vaccines or we can't do anything school related makes sense (laughs) yeah do you guys know any uh i have like give me the whole name (laughs) uh uh, no the 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 one the only one that comes actually maybe two no one one comes to mind is like a friend of a family member not not the family member themselves but a friend of them um that if you ever make it out to tonino washington just steer clear um and i could probably i could probably reasonably say that probably 95 percent of tonino washington is going to be you're just going to want to steer clear from everyone yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. in that area so i don't plan on going there so that's good yeah just avoid avoid those fringe fringe areas small towns and stuff seems like yeah they, totally They've got a lot Tonight, of nah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're talking how. I mean, even getting the vaccine out to the like those remote areas are gonna are gonna be hard. So hey, maybe that works. In That's true. Your friend, family, friends' <laughs> favor. Are there high rates of obesity there though? Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Maybe. Well. Probably. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I drive through that town. <laughs> I don't spend right, too much time in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of cows rolling around. Might be the everywhere. Everywhere around but... here is you know looks like reasonably high rates of obesity because it's all surrounded by rural areas. Well, they might get prioritized, but if they don't want <laughs> it, even better. <laughs> but. How are they going to get all the vaccinations over there? I don't know. I don't even know how like the transportation is, how they're working that all out. Right. The temperature requirements. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're going to have like Vin Diesel crews trying to steal the, (laughs) steal the vaccine and resell it. (laughs) (laughs) Going in the vaccine truck. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, so to give a little bit of context on where anti-vaccinations and the anti-vax thought process even came from, it's actually a lot more recent than we thought. So in 1998, this guy who's not a doctor anymore, so I'm not even going to use that title on him, Andrew Wakefield, a former medical doctor, suggested a possible link between the MMR vaccination and autism in children. The Lancet, a respected scientific journal, Initially published his research, but later withdrew it because Mr. Wakefield failed to declare several conflicts of interest, including involvement in a lawsuit for claiming links between MMR and autism. A British medical journal investigation later found Mr. Wakefield guilty of deliberate fraud as a ruling dean that he and his research team had picked and chosen data that suited their case while falsifying facts in their studies. 
feel like that happens quite a bit outside this even. The UK's General Medical Council revoked Mr. Wakefield's medical license to claim that he abused the position of trust and acted unethically to provoke a dishonest and callous controversy. So, of course, someone's always making money from something. And according to a recent report in the Landsat Digital Health, around 31 million people follow anti-vaccine groups on Facebook. It also estimates that social media outlets could be making as much as $1 billion from advertising to those people every single year. So this one freaking quack doctor who decided to pull up a research article that's not even true, basically kicked off this entire modern day anti-vax movement. And this is the article that everyone or most people who are within the anti-vax community reference. That's insane. Yeah, I wonder when when it started really like gaining traction and hitting the mainstream. Because I remember that being more like maybe 10 years ago, like in the last 10 years. So it seems like it took people a while for, you know, it just took until our parents got on Facebook and then all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Like it's, I mean, social media is definitely a reason for this this entire anti-vax movement spreading like wildfire like these closed off groups that are just conniving <laughs> between mm-hmm. themselves that's crazy right. just all these little facebook groups and like just the power that they have um i always talk about ken what was that movie with the facebook group and they do the don't fuck with cats oh yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, you know like just that little facebook group did like so much and now there there's like a documentary about them right it's yeah, so it's crazy. crazy. I've, I've seen other examples of people doing that sort of like online justice too. And it's like, it's pretty wild and like a little scary to see how quickly they're just able to like figure out so many things about about people. Like granted, in these cases, it's bad guys that they're figuring out stuff about. But when you realize that just any random stranger on the <laughs> internet could like just track back through all your stuff and find out a whole, whole bunch of information about you. Yeah. Wait, weren't yeah. they completely wrong though? I just remember they like <laughs> zoomed into the back on this like orange vacuum and I was like, I feel like that's like all they discovered. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was a 1978 Dyson model that was only yeah. sold to five people. <laughs> One of them that lived here. <laughs> you know what I, what I remember from the early days of the anti-vax is a lot of people, not, so knowing not people who necessarily like like became anti-vax, but like a lot of people just going, Oh, well, you know, it makes makes a lot of sense because back before we were vaccinating kids for this stuff, you know, there wasn't as much autism. Like that appeal to just, oh, back in the old oh, yeah. days, we didn't have blank. So it must be that. Mm-hmm. Like the, correlation you know, versus causation. We also didn't have cell phones. We didn't have automatic vehicles. We didn't have computers. We didn't, I could list a lot of things that were different back then. So like the idea that people single out like one thing and go, it must be that we didn't used to have, we didn't used to have that. Uh, So even with the 5G thing, the way the 5G conspiracy started is because someone mapped the, or someone at least saw a correlation that was happening between areas of high 5G and areas of high, high coronavirus cases. And lo and behold, it's because it's in freaking cities and populated areas. No. <laughs> <laughs> put, put two and two together, and it's yeah. conspiracy Facebook group theory time. 
This yep. reminds me. So for like my final like graduation project, we pretty much just have to analyze all these research articles. And I mean, like this has taken like a whole class to kind of talk about statistics, how to analyze it, how to figure out Excel sheet. And then you have, you know, just like people who aren't versed in how to read a research article. And then they take those facts as fact and then they spread it. And that's just how like false data just, you know, is all over social media because I've been reading research papers and there's some pretty crappy ones out there that make no sense. And they don't look at the other confounding variables that may be involved in the results. So, and then when you talk about, they just refer to that one research article, just like, Oh my gosh, like no one knows. They have no idea what they're reading. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've gotten in a couple of discussions in the past, like six months about just like, you know why everyone needs to go to college is so that they understand what makes a good and a bad study. Uh, they need to be able to evaluate sources and understand when they have bad sources and bad information and what good information looks like and bad information looks like, uh, not 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 that you necessarily need to go to college to be successful in this world, but um, learning how to how to interpret news seems pretty important. Yeah, totally. I'm not gonna lie though; I totally did just read titles and abstracts for <laughs> during college. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't have to, time you know? for that shit. yeah this was like my first time being exposed to really reading it and really understanding what the statistics meant (laughs) and i was like (laughs) i do not want to go into research well uh fortunately i did bring some info actual information about about vaccines themselves so um uh i'm not sure if you're like if you if you're familiar with the horseshoe crab blood uh, component of of vaccines or vaccinations. Um, oh no! It's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just reveals this crazy industry. So each spring, guided by the full moon, hundreds of thousands of horseshoe crabs come up onto the beaches across the U.S. and the Mid Atlantic to lay their eggs. And when they do, um, companies catch them and uh, they'll do what's called milking the horseshoe crabs and extract their milky blue blood that uh, provides the only known natural source of limulus amoebocyte lysate, a substance that can, uh, detects a con- contaminant called endotoxin. Um, and if even tiny amounts of endotoxin, a type of bacterial toxin, make their way into vaccines, injectable drugs, or other sterile pharmaceuticals, such as artificial knees and hips, the results can be deadly. So... Horseshoe crabs just happen to be the one natural source of of this component that we can use as like a, a, te- a test for these endotoxins that otherwise we don't have a good test for. Um, and now uh, the catching and harvesting of their of their blood is like a super time consuming process. Process so the resulting lysate is valued at sixty thousand dollars a gallon. So. Um, for you young kids listening, time to get into the uh, horseshoe crab ranching business, I think. I'm a horseshoe crab milker. I just <laughs> milk horseshoe crabs for a living. Family's milk been milking them. horseshoe crabs what? for... <laughs> uh, they don't actually milk them. They just... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they, shoot, what they, they, they jab a hole. <laughs> Meet the parents. <laughs> Meet the parents, okay. yeah. Uh, 
Uh, no, they they actually just jab a hole in them and, and extract it because it's their blood. It's not actually milk. So uh, the pork crab <laughs> just gets bled out and then sent back to produce more blood. Oh, milking just is just a nice, <laughs> just yeah, a nice yeah. way to this say it. It's a nice right. way. Yeah. <laughs> Forcible blood donation. Um, it's in 2016, they, they did try to create a synthetic alternative to crab lysate, uh, which was approved as an alternative in Europe. Um, and a handful of U.S. drug companies began using it. But on June 1st of this year, it was, uh, uh, what is it? The American Pharmacopoeia declined to place it on equal footing with crab lysate, claiming that safety is still unproven. So was, mm. the crab business is still good uh, for the time being. $60,000 per gallon. Are they abundant? Or like horseshoe crabs? Because they're like dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Um, let's see. Horseshoe crab population, right? Because what prevents people from like, even yesterday, you know, like there's rules for lobster diving. Like you could only catch certain size lobsters. What prevents someone from just going out, catching a shitload of horseshoe crabs, even if you're not a medical professional and just gathering their delicious blood? Mm -hmm. So Okay. Apparently, apparently the population is dwindling. Uh, mm. So maybe there are people out there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I wonder. I wonder if there's something to it where, like, as soon as you expose the blood to, like, it's it's. I would assume that there's some difficulty in actually extracting this blood without tainting it. But that's, that's why crazy. we don't have yokel farmers. Their lifespan is twenty years. That's what it says. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good life unless you're milked. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. milkings. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's that time of year again. Oh, no. Lay some eggs. I hope I don't get caught this time. Uh, well, uh, I think long before uh, this this discovery of horseshoe crab and horseshoe crabs and their magical blood, um, the first vaccine was invented by Edward Jenner, and mm. uh, the Jenner he, family. No, everyone's tired of hearing about him. <laughs> <laughs> what don't they do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this first vaccine was developed in 1796 for the smallpox. Uh, Jenner is often called the father of immunology, and his work is said to have saved more lives than the work of any other human on this planet. Wow. He's also responsible for injecting more microchips into people than any other <laughs> on the planet. So, you know, it all balances out. Uh, in Jenner's time, uh, smallpox killed around 10% of the population, and with the number as high as 20% in towns and cities where infections spread more easily. Dang. Uh, before vaccination, uh, inoculation um, came in the form of variolation, which, uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's a super disgusting method of just grinding up the blisters and pus from a someone who had pox break out on them and then rubbing it into uh, rubbing it like into your bloodstream or like onto the skin of a, of of somebody who. Um, hadn't gotten the disease yet. So it was like a way of giving a weakened version of, of 
the disease to you. Um, but in this very <laughs> disgusting method where they have to actually like. That sounds like the- a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Who figured that out? They were just like, <laughs> like <laughs> let's just rub this ground of smallpox on you. It, it, like it's such a disgusting first thought to go to. <laughs> So I think it, you know, as, as we talk about like viral load with, um, with coronavirus and like that being, it, there is something intuitive about it. So like, okay, what if I get like a little bit at first and my body is able to fight it off before, you know, before it's able to spread. So I guess that's, that's sort of where they, where they're able to intuit that, you know, maybe it's a good idea to give yourself a little bit of the thing. Um, but uh, so the, yeah, the, here's, I'll give here's points the, for that. <laughs> <laughs> explicit grossness. Um, so uh, Jenner uh, inserted pus from a milkmaid with cowpox. So took a cow uh, back on the milking topic, um, took pus from that cow and injected it into the arms of a healthy eight year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> And then waited and then tested the other method, which is, uh, you know, the ground up blisters and stuff and tried to give him that. And when he got no blisters in the area where he had been exposed to it, uh, Jenner was able to conclude that uh, there was some protection by being injected with this <laughs> Other who the box. hell is this eight-year-old boy? <laughs> <laughs> like, come here, kid. <laughs> I got smallpox. <laughs> See, sorry, did you say pus? Pus in, in, in the syringe? Oh, I, me- I meant Snickers. I got, I got some Snickers. <laughs> medicine. You just look the other way. I'm like wow. imagining the scene like in my head and all I can imagine is like Bruce Jenner. <laughs> like administering the shot to this eight-year-old kid. You know what? Bruce Jenner looks exactly, exactly like Edward Jenner. So you've got you've got a perfect crystallized, crystallized perfect image there. Perfect. Um, uh, it wasn't until nearly a hundred years later that Louis Pasteur developed a rabies vaccine, and then the polio vaccine uh, followed in the mid nineteen hundreds. Um, but it took. Wow. It seems like vaccinations mm-hmm. took took their time to kind of become a more widespread thing. Like it didn't immediately strike people to combat other things the same way they had with the smallpox. I guess maybe they didn't fully understand what was happening well enough to just go trying it with other things. I mean, if I saw some random creepy half plastic man (laughs) injecting (laughs) like puss into a small (laughs) eight-year-old boy, I would immediately become an anti-vaxxer. Probably also. That's (laughs) true. Um. Well, the, the the smallpox vaccine wasn't the only uh, claim to fame for Jenner. Uh, in the field of zoology, Jenner was the first person to describe brood parasitism of the cuckoo, uh, which brood parasites are organisms that rely on others to raise their young. So they have like their babies attempt to blend in as as that of another species, and then the other species raise them. Which yeah, is yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. pretty interesting. Mockingbirds are crazy. They don't give a fuck. Like the baby just knocks all the eggs out. And I guess like the the mama bird doesn't realize it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's weird though. Some of those things that are just like, wait, really? Like they have all this attention to detail for all this other stuff, but uh, they they don't (laughs) understand like when someone's messed up their whole nest. Yeah, this is obviously not your child. (laughs) 
Look at him! <laughs> Does it look like any of the other children on your block? Wow. That's denial, you know? That's denial. That's <laughs> He's just a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't there a Family Guy episode where Peter tries to, like, go into the bird nest? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. That sounds, that's, that sounds familiar. That sounds like a family family guy joke. Thing they would do. <laughs> yeah. like the bird, the mom has no idea. He's just like feeding the human, feeding a fat like man in her nest. Uh, maybe it's like yeah, denial of uh, there was like an affair that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's what between I'm the birds. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It's like oh god, no! Like these are my genes. Your grandpa was fat. <laughs> <laughs> Moving a little bit forward in the the history of uh, vaccines, here is a legit reason to be anti-vax or be a little bit concerned about uh, vaccines generally. And uh, this is an event called the Cutter Incident. Uh, so Cutter Laboratories was a family-owned pharmaceutical company located in Berkeley, California, founded by Edward Cutter in 1897. Their early products included an anthrax vaccine, hog cholera, swine fever <laughs> virus vaccine, and an anti-hog cholera serum, and eventually a hog cholera vaccine specifically. So uh, uh, another notable fact, the hog cholera vaccine was the first tish, tish, tissue culture vaccine human or veterinary ever produced. Mm. Um, and when we get to the the fun stuff is on April 12th of 1955, following the announcement of the success of the polio vaccine trial, Cutter Laboratories became one of several companies that was recommended to be given a license by the government to produce the polio vaccine. In anticipation for the demand for the vaccine, the companies had already produced stocks of this vaccine. Uh, and these were issued as soon as the licenses were signed. Um, but in what came in what came to be known as the cutter incident, some lots of the cutter vaccine, despite passing required safety tests, contained live polio virus in what was supposed to be an inactivated virus vaccine. Oh shit! Cutter withdrew its vaccine yeah. from the market on April twenty seventh after vaccine associated cases were reported. That the mistake produced one hundred twenty thousand doses of the polio what? vaccine that contained live polio virus. And of those children that received the vaccine, 40,000 developed abortive poliomyelitis, a form of the disease that does not involve the central nervous system. 56 developed paralytic poliomyelitis. And of these, five children died from polio. Uh, the exposures also led to an epidemic of polio in the families and the communities of the affected children, resulting in a further 113 people paralyzed and five deaths. The uh, director of the Microbiology Institute lost his job, as did the equivalent to the Secretary of Health. I mean, yeah, they should lose their job. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty rough. Uh, pretty rough for the old Cutter, cutter Labs. Um, See... If there's anything like that, would be the reason I would be an anti-vax person. Yeah, mistakes. <laughs> yeah, not, not because you don't believe in the science, but like human error and things like human that. Human error, yeah, for sure. One hundred twenty thousand doses. Like that's not even. I, I don't know how many they produce, but that is a significant number. And I, I feel like if you even do like a small batch test, you should be able to tell whether or not. They're like you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they clearly right. did not like 
take a small sample size. They just like mass produced. You know that Oprah did not care. video where she's like, you get polio, you get polio. <laughs> like, everybody gets a polio. Ah! <laughs> like, a, a Cutter is just going off the hook. Just <laughs> fucking people up. That's oh, crazy. Shit. It's good for business. <laughs> Give oh. a bunch of people polio. They'll be cl- they'll be just f- hungry for a vaccine. Holy! Then you make that's the real genius. big money. It's like Resident Evil. <laughs> is Umbrella that, is, Corp. Is that is that how the story of that works out? They I actually don't know the story so at all. Him? Yeah, no. Come on. <laughs> just run around and kill, <laughs> kill or run away from zombies while solving yeah. puzzles that are really dumb. <laughs> hey, they were revol- revolutionary at the time. <laughs> they just kept going. Wow. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, I assume they righted their wrong. These people that got fired should probably be in jail. So, I would say. Uh, so actually, um, I have to do the rest of this from memory because I didn't I didn't put it in my notes. But um, from what I'm from what I'm recalling of what I read, they they actually kind of mostly did everything right. Uh, they they went through like pat, the tests and certifications they were supposed to have done, and everything went right along the line. Um, so it it wound up actually being uh, they. I mean, they <laughs> ate the bad PR, and I think that I think the business shut down. Uh, because of this, but um, it wound up being more about the process of uh, of getting these things like verified. Um, so it was it was more a sign of a bad system than specifically anyone at Cutter Laboratories. Wow! So whoever built the system should get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the testing. I guess the FDA or you know those those would be ultimately. But at that point, nobody cares, right? Like. You know, once you get past the Cutter Labs was to blame, they did the thing, especially in those days, the vast public just assumes, oh, this is a bad company and uh, we move on from there. The blame always trickles down somewhere. Right. Yeah. Look, Mia was Carl. (laughs) (laughs) I saw him. So the people who are against vaccinations, is this one of like the top reasons just... I've never heard this cited. I've never heard this cited. (laughs) I don't even know this happened. No, their their reasons are usually less coherent. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, speaking of less coherent reasons, there's a we did a little bit of of research into the COVID conspiracy theories, or should I say, the pandemic. <laughs> oh, it just and, sounds so good to say. Plandemic. <laughs> How could something that sounds that good to say be wrong? Exactly. Doesn't Dr. Fauci own the patents on a protein that forms parts of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and planning <gasps> on making billions off the vaccine? In fact, wasn't it Dr. Fauci that shipped the coronavirus to Wuhan, China? Oh my god. <laughs> Did it Donald Trump, our president, even say that the Wuhan Institute of Virology released a natural virus accidentally or genetically engineered on purpose. <laughs> the Kung Flu. <laughs> uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, plandemic, is part of a strategy conceived by the global elites like Bill Gates to roll out vaccinations with tracking chips that would later be activated by 5G, the technology used by the cellular networks. 
So, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's all sounding, I mean, I, I can't argue with it. It's logical. It's logical. <laughs> well, so you guys have heard all those things before, like people spouting this kind of, these facts. Yeah, yeah in that exact <laughs> same way. Facts. So. Did I hear air quotes? <laughs> the facts. <laughs> Like the Kung Flu. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so I guess this microchip rabbit hole goes a lot further than we actually thought. And um, it actually, there there is like a very religious undertone to it for not, not like these conspiracy theories, but also like the anti-vaccination movement in general. Uh, <laughs> and funny enough, why cryptocurrency and bitcoin might be on the rise so this is mm. the conspiracy of the mark of the beast mm. so some conspiracy theories especially many very christian ones have griped about this hyped vaccination that's about to come out fearing that it could be the mark of the beast according to the book of revelations in the bible people will be forced into receiving a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads those with the mark will not be able to buy or sell so conspiring Christians believe that taking the vaccine will somehow give you this mark and will eventually crash all currencies, creating a cashless society. Mm. Like mentioned earlier, conspiracy theorists have been thinking that the microchip could be inside the vaccine or in the needle somehow that will then act as a new digital wallet. But evil powers will use the microchip to create Bitcoin type cryptocurrency. Those invested wow. in this conspiracy think that the microchip will be used for DNA harvesting. Companies like Microsoft, asterisk, asterisk, will be able to go into your blood work and put information into their own supercomputers. People also worry that this microchip could allow GPS tracking with a digital ID. Some have even said that microchips coming through the vaccine will be particularly bad because you will become one with the hive mind system. So that could be a benefit talking about brain wi-fi yeah we'll all get to think alike I mean, no one cares about Neuralink, but people care about this hive mind system that's going to come out because of bitcoin so you're telling <laughs> me I, I get this vaccine i get a high-tech computer chip in my body with gps i get to give i get free wi-fi being linked up to the hive mind system and i get a cool tattoo in the form of the mark of the beast i like it's pretty dope I, I want I this. Did. I want this vaccine. Yeah, help <laughs> me in, boys. So, the apparently it goes a little bit further beyond that. The Gates Foundation and MIT have been creating an ink that can be safely embedded into the skin alongside the vaccine, which is only visible digitally. This is meant to document vaccination records if electronic or paper records are lost to ensure children are vaccinated. This invisible tattoo is a pattern made up of minuscule quantum dots and is administered through high-tech needles. <laughs> In order for the human implantable quantum dot microneedle vaccination delivery system, literally the, the name they came up with, to work, it uses an enzyme called luciferase. <gasps> luciferase? That's interesting. Many must see the word Lucifer in it and connect the dots, saying that the vaccination must be satanic in nature, especially because they believe this dot 
maybe the mark of the beast that could be put on your hand. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Save me! Uh, save me from all this! 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 this oh save! My. Save me from the nightmare! It's insane. Luciferase is an actual thing, by the way. It's a generic term for the class of oxidative enzymes that produce bioluminescence. <laughs> and it's usually distinguished from a photoprotein. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what the suckers want you to think, man. Exactly. That's obviously Satan's example. molecule. Do you know that? Oh, my. You, you, you called it the China flu, the, the Kung flu. Uh, while we were while we were researching this, I searched like historical um, like pandemics. You know, it was just sort of like looking through some things, and for uh, actually for our next set of uh, factoids here, but um, stumbled upon a lot of like Hong Kong flu, China flu, like all these different like very specifically anti-China <laughs> names of flus throughout history. So I guess it's not just this. Not uh, not just the Wuhan uh, cor- co- uh, coronavirus. It's um, <laughs> it seems to be some trend that I didn't I wasn't aware of throughout the 1900s. Well, <laughs> even the Spanish flu was yeah. Didn't it originate in America <laughs> or something? <laughs> like it's just called the Spanish flu because a uh, uh, a publication basically came out of a publication from Spain was the first to report it. Xenophobia sells vaccines. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Unless it's polio, then you die. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes you only give 40,000 40, kids the non-dying, non-paralyzing version. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's not that bad. That's <laughs> no, not so bad. <laughs> so, My question is, how do they even, you know that one person, can you imagine they like come up with this theory and it explodes and they're just like, Hell yeah. Like I started that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he has like the string tied between all the, like the, the pins on his wall connecting the dots. He's like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, it's the sort of the L Ron Hubbard uh, thing of like, what happens when people start taking you seriously? <laughs> oh my God. I just made that up to sell books. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'll organize a religion around it. Do you, do you think like it's just na- like, absolute power corrupts absolutely? You just do you just start believing in your own bullshit after uh, that point? <laughs> I think I think we've been exposed now to the 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 brand that seems to believe their own bullshit. Uh, I don't know if it was always like that. It seemed like it seemed like we used to have people that were kind of like tongue in cheek taking advantage of everybody and like uh it seemed less like people were convinced they're convincing themselves and now it seems like oh wow they just say it and then they believe it yeah yeah what was that video or the who was the the pastor the oh kenneth kenneth copland that honestly gave me like the goosebumps when i saw that video do you know who we're talking about tyler uh, I don't think I do. Kenneth Copeland or Copeland, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-B. He literally looks like Satan, but he's one of the most successful pastors in the United States. Um, and 
This motherfucker. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just I, I would just just go to YouTube, look up Kenneth Copeland. This is a guy that claims he needs to fly on private jets because Jesus told him to. He's just filled with He's controversy. Very scary. He looks terrifying, and it, he doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> uh, of course. That one video, he's just like satanically like laughing, and um, the people in the church they're kind of confused, and then and then they start laughing too, and they just you know it's just insane. Just they're just gonna follow whatever this guy does. The video itself is Kenneth Copeland laughs, and and it should (laughs) pop up on YouTube. It's it's him being like, "Can you guys believe that people think Biden is gonna win?" Ha ha ha! And then he he just laughs for like two and a half minutes. It just doesn't stop. It's so weird. It's so weird. And you're not even being dramatic. I feel like that's literally what he sounds like. It's it's terrifying. Like, what do people outside of the United States think when they see this? And no, like I just looked it up. He's worth three hundred million fucking dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> you, oh, That's crazy. What was that? There was a Netflix documentary about Tony Robbins. Did you watch that one? Yes. It was like I am not your savior. There is just man. This this is like a this fundamental dividing line between people who kind of like need that need that source of like something to follow, and people mm-hmm. who don't. And I think like, I think a lot of this just comes down to that, like fundamental, like if you need that kind of thing, I think we just need to find a way of productively acknowledging that some people do need that so that they're not taken advantage of by like, I don't know. I I don't know enough about Tony Robbins outside of that documentary to, to like have a strong opinion one way or the other, but it does seem like a, well, he's provide the same as religion. It's, you know, he's providing them with some good. He's definitely profiting significantly yeah. off of the good that he seems to be sharing but yeah, people need it people, they want it so bad it's like you people can't. like being berated <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little bit of that it's... tell me i'm bad daddy <laughs> <laughs> there's one clip from that documentary actually where he's he like there's like a woman who's having relationship problems and Tony Robbins is like, you're just going to break up with him right now yeah. in front of 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just makes her do it. Like, it's like, pick up the phone and you're going to break up with him. Yeah. Creepy. Oh, it's Creepy so, stuff. So intense. Oh my gosh. That's wow. That's like the Bikram documentary too. There's so many people like that. Yeah. How yoga started. That mm-hmm. was a pretty crazy one. That hot yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot yoga. <laughs> Can't you almost pass out yoga? <laughs> no, I did. It was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister took me to Bikram yoga once. And I was like, I could do this. Like, whatever, yoga. Uh, I <laughs> I literally almost died, Sally. I was like on the ground. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you were it was it, it was scary. Oh my gosh. And I drank water and I was fine. But I was just so dehydrated. I didn't know where you went, like the last like 30 minutes. Yeah, I was just like, I need to go get water right now. I like I, I did not feel good. 
Well, uh, speaking of speaking of being just fine after drinking water, um, I've got some historical facts about pandemics, uh, and we can kick it off with discussing cholera. Uh, so, cholera is uh, it's a disease that we have like descriptions of since Sanskrit texts dating as back as uh, back as far back as fifth century, the fifth century BC. So, uh, been around forever. Um, I, I don't know if I just forgot the symptoms of cholera, but, uh, it's essentially you get it and within hours you can die from just severe diarrhea, which, uh, it's just an absolute nightmare. Uh, like the, the descript, I, I will not share too many of the awful descriptions I was reading of, of, uh, ways people would talk about, uh, the symptoms of cholera, but, um, it sounds like your body just like purges, just purges all water, uh, near, nearly within, you know, I mean, within less than a day, which is, which is oh. crazy, but the, uh, less than 1% of people die from it as long as they just keep drinking water. So as long as you keep your body from running out of water, uh, it's actually very, something very easy to live through. Um, it's just whether or not you have access to more clean water. That That's so crazy. It's it's like the opposite of rabies because rabies produces hydrophobia, I think. So you're afraid of drinking water. Cholera mm. is like you you need water. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or you will die. Um, wow. And uh, this one, interestingly, touch, touches on xenophobia again. The U.S. and the xenoph- xenophobia. So um, theories of how out outbreaks came about were often incorrect, but derived from some pertinent inf- uh, observations. So doctors in France theorized that the disease had something to do with poverty and living cr- conditions. Um, and then, and then of course in the U S we believed that it was brought about, brought about by recent immigrants, obviously. So <laughs> classic, classic United States, you know what it probably is immigrants or classic immigrants, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, classic immigrants bringing, bringing <laughs> cholera. They're God. not sending their best. Wait, aren't the white people in North America also immigrants? Uh, in the 1800s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't they bring smallpox? Oh, yeah. At this point, they were probably blaming the Irish. The <laughs> Irish or the Italians, I think. <laughs> the Chinese were working the railroads. <laughs> They're 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 biding their time, waiting to bring the flus, the numerous flus of the 1900s, named Ooh. Hong Kong flu and China flu. <laughs> uh, many people at the time did not understand bacteria or germs, and instead believed uh, what is now called the miasma theory. So believed that you would get this disease by just breathing bad air, sometimes called night air. Uh, and in this theory. They, you know, they thought that breathing the air could make you sick. So uh, back in those days, the hospitals would be built with large windows that they could leave open no matter what the season so that patients could always be exposed to fresh air. Probably maybe killing a good amount of uh, pneumonia patients. I th- I would think <laughs> you just need some more fresh cold air. <laughs> Hang on, let me crack this window. Sir, please. It's there like negative go. 10 degrees outside. <laughs> <I'm> so cold. <laughs> uh, 
some myths about cholera uh, do still persist. For example, in some areas, people still falsely believe that dead bodies spread cholera and uh, other co- theories about cholera were more unhelpful still. And some of the British even thought the disease came about because of divine intervention as a kind of Noah's arcing of the world. Wow. There's always some divine shit going on. It's like the mark of the V's, Noah's arcing. I don't even know what Noah's arcing is. Like eliminate as many people as possible so it's only two humans yeah, yeah, left. Yeah. Purge, purge, yeah, purge the majority and get back down, you know, clean things out a bit. I wonder if any of the survivors probably, uh, they probably grew some weird God syndrome then. Oh, yeah. All this, uh, yeah, all, all this, it's like the, uh, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail with religion. Mm. <laughs> like you're able to find religion in, in everything. If, if you have that sort of as a fundamental part of your worldview, if you see a nipple, everything's a nipple, <laughs> everything's milkable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Um, let's see another, another, uh, of those, uh, old timey, old timey diseases. It was the smallpox known Mm. for uh so uh given that they knew nobody could contract smallpox twice survivors of the disease were often called upon to try and nurse victims back to health um and (laughs) some of the strategies they would use uh so they were smart enough to figure out that you know if you'd already had it you could safely go and 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 help um, treat those who had it. Uh, but you could go laugh at all the other people that are just getting it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, though they knew that they, some of the treatment left a little bit to to be desired, uh, which included herbal remedies, bloodletting and exposing them to red objects. (laughs) (laughs) So just show them a little red and see, see if they feel any better. What is, uh, what was the, the, the red, like purpose of the red uh not not a clue not a clue <laughs> <laughs> like anything that's red unfortunately the only the only thing that i found that told me that they would expose them to red things did not give me any context around why they would expose them to red things it's a conspiracy <laughs> smallpox turns people into bulls uh another thing another thing they noticed uh is that um those who could afford care actually seemed to be dying at a higher rate than those who couldn't. Um, so they were, uh, and presuming that there was some, some economic factor to it. Uh, but that, that didn't stop the, the doctor from telling a smallpox infected pupil to leave the windows open, draw the bed sheets no higher than his waist and to drink <laughs> profuse quantities of beer. <laughs> you need to try to be like the less <laughs> you need to try to be like the poor people. You throw your windows open. No, no, no heat. Keep have half a blanket and drink a lot of beer, just like the pores. Reverse classism. Smallpox <laughs> is the great equalizer. <laughs> the profuse quantities of beer part doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> where did this like the it's rationale? The where does it come from? Like they see the blanket too high. Oh, too high. Too high. <laughs> <laughs> no, below the waist. <laughs> yeah this is just people in their powers of observation and just like grasping at straws like uh, i saw i i saw that guy he wrote a letter and then he got sick so maybe when you write a letter you you get sick if you don't i used red ink (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) 
not red ink. Uh, well, <laughs> the most the most famous of the plagues to close it all off, uh, as we know, is the Black Plague, which also known as the Black Death, killed twenty five percent to sixty percent of Europe's population. Uh, and of course there were things like the miasma theory that were going around, like Tyler mentioned, um, which is why you see those weird beak quarantine plague doctors. Oh yeah. I've seen that. The masks. <laughs> yeah. Those crazy <laughs> masks. Weird. It's uh-huh. because they would put lavender and everything to make the air inside their masks smell really nice. But <laughs> of course that didn't stop them from getting completely jacked up because of course bl- the black plague doesn't come at all from uh bad air but rather it comes from fleas biting you and vomiting into your wounds so <laughs> they're going into all these places wearing like their little dress kilt things and they're getting bit and getting messed up but of course people didn't know that at the times so the first people they blamed were the jews of course <laughs> and <laughs> jews <laughs> in of course, that, of of course. course. always troublemaking Always the Jews behind everything. Hollywood, I heard, is spreading coronavirus. Did you know that? (laughs) So many Jews were blamed and killed for the spread of the Black Death due to being somewhat unaffected by it. Most likely because they stayed within small quarters and quarantined away from like these larger city areas. Um, Bathing was also discouraged throughout the plague because people thought it opened up the pores to the disease. They were even discouraged from changing their clothes in order to avoid engaging in the sin of vanity. So religion strikes again. Mm. Of course, like because of the miasma theory, aromatherapy was a popular treatment during the time of the Black Death. It did jack shit, much like aromatherapy does jack shit nowadays. And what? And instead, what? And instead. Doctors suggested urine and dung treatment, which oh. is complete. I mean, it is, I guess that's still aromatherapy, just not the type <laughs> that, that you would like. Um, like COVID, both cats and rats were infected with the disease, but dogs were totally fine. No dogs were affected by the black de- death. Oh, good. And yeah, thank God. Thank goodness. Oh, but at the same time, did they did they also just like totally safely carry the fleas, the Black Death fleas around? But <laughs> yes, they hey, were buddy, hot <laughs> Oh, you soaked ah! <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> they were harbingers of death, and in England, uh, you know, uh, there were some sensible people. Uh, there was one small village actually that voluntarily decided to quarantine themselves to prevent the spread of the plague, and it actually did work. So the concept of quarantining has existed for some time, but but most people didn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) But they couldn't socialize with everyone else. They sacrificed their freedom. Classic classic mistake. Classic English mistake. That's why we left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And those people, we called them pilgrims. (laughs) Oh wow! So all right. So uh, so really, nothing's we're, changed. We're not, yeah, we're not having a disappointing reaction to to the outbreak. We're just we're just acting. We're just doing what humans do. Just doing what humans do. History repeats itself. 
go get the mark of the beast the devil's in the details it's okay <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready for my tattoo my brain wi-fi i like that would be cool as hell be part of the hive mind but who's the queen mm, yep yep that's the that's that that that's the catch wilma gates <laughs> <laughs> hillary obviously Oh Come God! On. No brainer. The beast. The beast. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's dems the facts. That's that's what we had for you. Wow! Do you feel, thank you. Yeah. Do you, do you, <laughs> <laughs> can you now claim the title of uh, Fauci, the, the the Fauci of the Yoshimura household? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> You could go back to your next Zoom lecture, your next UCSF Zoom lecture, and tell these facts to people now. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine the, you know what, I, I should, huh? You, you should. Be like, wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Professor, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have some things I want to I wanna say. <laughs> Show, yeah. show them you're free. Show them your freedom. <laughs> I should need some kind of uh, participation points. <laughs> Everyone usually has like their video. They're just like muted. Video off, muted. Feel kind of bad. Oh. Oh. There's my son. The doggo who does not have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he get tested? Actually, there was a time where they were saying, you know, dogs... I think like someone reported that their dog got COVID, but it was like a false, false alarm. And so then yeah. everyone freaked out. So then I stopped taking fun of the pet coat. It was just a false alarm. It was just diarrhea. He ate something bad. Was, yeah, we we weren't yeah. letting Scarlet pet uh, pet the dogs that traveled here from out of state because of that, because of that rumor. <laughs> what the stray dogs that are like wandering oh, no, around? No, 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 no. She had, she had some family come. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> brought some dogs that we met out, outdoors. Scarlet, those are out-of-state dogs. You don't want to mess with them. They're immigrant dogs. They're immigrant dogs <laughs> coming here. They're bringing all their coronaviruses. <laughs> oh, you can't trust them. I will say, though, I, I feel like we're getting more clever with these flu names. Kung flu. That, like, even Dave Chappelle said it. Like, that is so clever. That's so good. If Donald Trump was a comedian, like I would have guffawed at that joke. Like damn, Kung Fu versus like Spanish flu, China flu, Hong Kong flu. Not very creative. Maybe we should at some point start preparing a list so that for future flus, we have some fun xenophobic uh, nicknames for, Ooh, for what I like comes, that comes to pass and get ahead of the game and buy the domains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can sell those domains when they go it's to brand it. Wait, it's kungflu.com. Wow, kungflu.com is owned by a Chinese website that oh. sells. So there's some cell phone images here. 5G. Wow. What? It's already taken. It's already taken by the company that brought you coronavirus. Obviously. Gosh. <laughs> Well, I know one thing I'm going to do after this. Um, I just saw that Coyote Peterson. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Tyler. But, oh, yeah. Of so course. So he actually 
uh, does a video about uh, the horseshoe crab. So I'm going to watch that right after. Oh, <laughs> uh, interesting. So they bite. <laughs> I think it they bite. I think. I think. Okay. Okay. Nice. Today, I'm going to attempt to be vaccinated <laughs> by the horseshoe crab. Everybody's got their, their impression of Coyote Peterson getting bitten by everything. Yeah. Oh, birds! Oh, the vaccine! I get that he has to project what he's feeling so because it's video and audio, and of course, like you must get convey it to, to people but it comes across as so dramatic like what i want what i want is for there to be a same series of videos but a guy who's like trying to keep a straight face and act like he's feeling no pain so that way i really know like okay that one probably hurts quite a bit right because it's like how can you be so articulate and yeah. have this like crazy pain going through your system <laughs> yeah we should make a Coyote Peterson satire video of being stung by innocuous things. <laughs> Wait a minute, how about just being bitten by random people? <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> you see them in the back and they're just like zombies, like running away. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> All right. This is a hepatitis human. Here we go. Here's the bite. Put me in like the glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, like put him in a plastic bag. <laughs> oh no, I got it. Oh, he, this one got away. <laughs> I think I think that's a winner. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Sally, is there is there anything you would like to? tell our millions and millions of fans to go do or look at? Would you like them to follow you on social media? You, you, you want them to donate their money to the, the Trump legal defense? Any, any, any important causes <laughs> you're plugging or promoting? Um, I would just say go watch the Coyote Peterson video, Bloodworms. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Well, folks, don't forget don't forget to check out that video. Um, <laughs> that has been our show. Thank you again to our guest, Sally Yoshimura. Thank you all for listening. And make sure to check back next week for our very 32nd episode. Woo! We did it. Yay. Okay, Thanks, Sally, is dinner ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess I'll just go around the corner and see you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bye, guys. All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bring out your dates. Bring out your dates. Bring out your dates.